Our guests today are Philip Knowles and his wife, Olivia. We are sitting in their dining room at their home in Jacksonville. Uh, we are very well caffeinated with some coffee from them. And Jason and I could not be more excited to have them on today. Uh, especially Phil is coming off his first three events as a PGA Tour member. Just made his first cut at the Shriners in Las Vegas. And they're also expecting their first child right around the, the new year. Uh, Phil's dad and my dad have known each other since college golf years through Georgia Southern. And Phil and I really reconnected when he came to Jacksonville to play golf for the University of North Florida back in 2015. He's currently 128th on the FedEx Cup, very early. <laughs> 383 on the official World Golf Rankings. And Jason and I have both had the privilege to be on his bag, caddying for him in some great moments in his career so far. Mm. Phil and Olivia, welcome to the Golf Life Faith Podcast. Why, why are you laughing, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes, yeah, it's, it's good to be here. Well, it's good to have you guys here, because this is where I... <laughs> Usually spend a lot of my time when I'm in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us in your home. It's great. I think one of the fun stories that we could talk about is uh, to start the year. Just give us, I mean, give us a synopsis of what the last years looked like. Uh, maybe where you were, say, two years ago to where you are right now. Just give us a general overview and kind of what's happened because some people may not know the story a lot of people have because of your incredible social media pre presence someone <laughs> maybe call you an influencer um but just i do the, have a blue check mark <laughs> you, there, yeah bingo exactly don't know where that came from but i uh, it's there um well i think <clears throat> i um don't worry i'll edit out any <clears throat> or anything perfect <laughs> there will be plenty of those I graduated at UNF here in Jacksonville in 2019, and um, I went through Canadian Q School that spring as an amateur in college, got status, played a year up there, or played a summer up there in Canada, and I was went into the last event, I think top 60 keep their card up there, went to the last event, and I was like 80-something on the points list, I had to have a good week, I finished 10th to finish... 57th on the points list to keep my card in Canada. And I kind of rolled that into some momentum in that fall, got through Q school um, for Corn Ferry, uh, played a bad last nine holes at Q school where I'm sure many, many, many professionals out there have can uh, talk about that, that uh, Q school story. Uh, I did not have good status that year. And then COVID year hit. And so I was stranded with pretty crappy conditional status uh, all of 2020 and all of 2021. Uh, 2021, I played on the uh, form tours, like the Canadian tour that we played it here in the States. I won an event on that tour that got me back to final stage of Q school uh, last year. And so Q school's in November. I'm going into Q school feeling great about my game. I could not, I could not be more excited about where... My uh, my last year has like the progression that I went through in twenty twenty one, and where I was leading into Q school with my game, and uh, I played uh, three really solid rounds of golf for Q school. Our second day, uh, second or second or third day, we had this crazy crazy storm blow through, and uh, we didn't play golf at all on. Saturday, I think, or 
Friday or Saturday. That got pushed to Sunday. Is this in Savannah? Yes, this is in Savannah. Is this when so, I saw you when I was at yes, mile 20 of my Yes. Yeah. I'm tapping in the three-footer for birdie, and there's this guy standing over. He just looks like a, an absolute specimen. He's got his long uh, uh, leggings. leggings on <laughs> under his shorts, and he looks like he's been doing – yeah, he looks like he's been working out, and I had no idea who it was, and then I make my putt and I look up, and he's gone. And I'm like – Come to find out, Jace was just running a marathon because he wanted to run a marathon that day. To be clear, I ran 20, I think it was 23.1 miles because I got there and I couldn't run anymore. So I did not run, <laughs> I did not run the full marathon, but I did see, I, see, I, saw, I saw Knowles on the back of a caddy bib and I was like, no way. So I went and said hello and then I kept going. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that was weird. The weather was crazy though. The reason I wasn't actually running the marathon was because it got canceled because of flooding. So if that tells anybody who's listening, yeah, it was pretty intense. So we played through that. So it was it was the second day we played through that, and I shot seventy six or seventy seven that day. It just hard, like the, the hardest day of golf I've ever played in my life, and I end up missing my card by I think three shots, and so we had there there was so much wrapped up in that. Um, you spend two years of con- having conditional status and all you want is a chance at regular starts. And I was playing great going into final stage. I couldn't have been more excited. And then it was just like this once in a decade day that came through Savannah on that. And, and uh, at that time, and Libby and I are driving uh, home from Savannah back to Jacksonville after that last round. And she's crying and I'm sitting there like, I, do I even want to keep playing golf? Like genuinely asking this question, like, it, should I just go get a job? Because I don't want, to, I do not want to like live this conditional yeah. life again. And before you get going, Olivia, what were you thinking on that car drive? I guess, yeah, we're going home. Like, what were some of your thoughts on that? Oh, gosh. It was just kind of a whirlwind of emotions because it's, like, I, I believe in him so much and knew he could do it and wanted him out there, so I didn't want him to go get another job. But at the same time, I'm like, this sucks. Like, mm-hmm. this life is really hard. We can't plan anything. I'm working full-time as a nurse. You know, putting my schedule in is really difficult when we don't know his at all. Um, so, yeah, it was... We want to start a family. Yeah. That's pretty inconvenient when you're a conditional member. Yes. So, it was... I was very conflicted because I I wanted him to be out there, but I was also like, I'm very ready for some stability. Mm. So we just said we were going to pray about it and kind of take it as it in stride. So that's good. Yeah. And I, the last few years I had gotten a sponsor exemption in Sarasota because I'm from there and on the corn free. And I reached back out to the tournament director asking him if I was, if I was able, you know, if they'd consider me for another sponsor exemption and he responded to me almost immediately said, uh, we have a new management group. I don't have sponsor exemptions anymore. I'm sorry. And so, like, it was kind of this double whammy of, like, that was a, that was a big spot. And that's a big spot in the schedule playing that early. It means a lot, of, it means a lot for a conditional member to get a start that early. We were also thinking through vaccination and whatnot. Like, I knew I was going to get into Columbia if I'd get vaccinated but I didn't want to get vaccinated. And it's like, there was just, there was so much, like we were asking 
we were asking new and like different questions. It felt like every day, yeah. uh, along with all the old questions, all the old questions we've been asking. Yeah, I mean, it's like that time of the year, uh, that time of that year was unlike anything sports has ever experienced. And you were in the midst of that. Right in the thick of it. And that's tough. I mean, that's tough. Um, I think you talked to Toby even about some of that stuff. And For sure. I talked to <laughs> as many people as I yeah, could 100%. about it. And give us like, even before you get into that event that week, give us a little understanding of what it means to like the reshuffle on the Corn Ferry Tour, conditional status. Like, what are you thinking through at that point as far as how do I get more starts? As much as you know about it, because nobody knows yeah. really anything <laughs> about it. I mean, uh, conditional on Corn Ferry is it's one of the hardest positions to be in because, you know, the PGA Tour, they play 40-something events. And, you know, a handful of weeks, they have two events in one week. And so if you're a conditional member on the PGA Tour, you're going to get 12 to 14 starts. You know, probably eight to 12 at least starts. And if you play well on those, then you'll get more. Conditional as a Corn Ferry member, if, if you're not like – you know, if you don't have really, really good conditional status, which it's it's super confusing, but coming out of Q school, I finished seven. Let's call it seventieth, and fortieth is the cutoff for full status. So I was thirty guys. I was like, say I was the thirtieth conditional number. That's about a, a mm-hmm. guess. I was probably a little bit more than that actually, with other past champions yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So uh, with all the members from the full members from the previous year and then those 40 guys and then the sponsor exemptions they're going to give each week. I wasn't, I wasn't going to make it inside that, you know, the Bahamas is 132 man field, 32 man field the first two weeks, 146 in Panama, 146 in Sarasota. And then it's 152 in in Columbia. So they're small fields. So I'm not going to get into any of those on my conditional number. So on Corn Ferry, we reshuffle every four weeks. So the way that the schedule worked out, Sarasota was the fifth event. So we had just reshuffled for the first time. So if you can get a start in the first four as a conditional guy, get one of those sponsor exemptions, it's huge, massive. Because you make a cut, you will reshuffle in right away. It's then going from there, it's also very important to get a start in events five to eight because you've got guys coming out of Q school so where if you finish 11th to 40th, T40, you're going to get the first eight starts. Mm-hmm. Well, there are going to be guys who go and miss the first eight cuts. So event five to eight, they're still getting in, but they haven't accrued any points. So that reshuffle is going to hit at event eight, and if they haven't made a cut yet, then they're going to go to the bottom of that category. Yep. And a conditional guy, if you get in and you earn some points, you're going to go to the top of that category. So conditional, so yeah, we reshuffle every four weeks. The tournament director, this is to- completely the hand of the Lord. The tournament director calls me back middle of December. I think I'm, I think I'm packing for Christmas or something. We're getting ready to go up to North Carolina, and he calls me back and he he or he sends me a text and he says, "Call me." That's interesting. I give him a call. I say, "What's up?" And he goes, "Do you still want that spot in Sarasota?" <laughs> funny ways, to, funny way to phrase it. Yeah, you was, still that a, was that a question? Yeah, do you, do you that was a rhetorical question, right? <laughs> yes, I want the spot. What do I need to do? And he goes, I don't know how this, like, I don't really know how this happened at all, but we have a spot. Mm. And so I got the spot, crazy enough. I called Toby, and he said he couldn't caddy. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> and uh, so then I called Jake. Nope, nope, nope. We nope. were playing golf at San mm-hmm. Jose. Oh, you're right. And I just randomly said, you're right. hey, I'm going to be at Sarasota for a Bible study. Staying no, at my, you're right. Staying at my in-laws. Like, you need somebody to carry the bag. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, I don't remember. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You said, let's do it. Really? Right there? Yeah, that was it. Oh, And then I was on the bag. (laughs) And then what happened after that, Phil? What happened? Yes, I want to hear like this, the the tournament, how it went, and Mm. especially how you finished. Yeah. Get into that a little bit. I don't, honestly, your memory is probably going to be better than mine because (laughs) I have played a lot of golf this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I know we finished 26th, like 25th. So in a in a small field. I think it's 24th because you top 25. Yeah, yeah. Top oh, was it 24th? And yeah, and you did oh, that by something 20. cool okay. that we'll mention here. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, way off. Yeah, you know? way okay. off. 24th. Well, I knew it was either. Tw- <laughs> I, so. I knew it was 24 or 26 yeah. because yeah. I knew it was right on tr- the top 25 bubble. Yes. But because it's a small field, only you know a full field of 156, a sponsor exemption. I mean, a, a top 10 or top 25 on Corn Ferry will get you in the next week. It's a top yep. 10 on the PJ Tour. So we're a small field event, so I had to top 10 it mm-hmm. to get in the next week. And so I finished 24th, which yep. doesn't get me in the next week. I had people text me like, oh, great job. You know, go kill it next week. I was like, oh, we got to go play the Monday Qualifier next week. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, um, Monday. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so we ended up finishing 24th. Um, I, how did we finish 24th though? We finished, we just, well, we made the most birdies in the field. Yeah. yeah, you did. yeah you <laughs> did. Very legitimately, we made the most birdies in the field, made a, just a slew of bogeys. I think, I think what it was, I think slew. I lost by six and I think I made 14. I had like, I was 14 over through, you know, whatever those holes were. Mm. Like, I think I made two doubles. Or maybe a triple. <laughs> so, like, whatever. Whatever it was. Say 10 bogeys yeah. and two doubles. And I lost by six. Yeah. Like, I honestly look back at that week. And that was, like, w- one of my... W- with how my game was, that was one of my best chances to win mm. this year. Yeah. And just couldn't keep the scorecard clean enough. But, yeah, we got to the last hole. Um, I think I wanted to hit seven. Iron. My caddy told me to hit six. <laughs> and I hit it over the green. You're, you're, you're. You're acting way longer than you were. We was a six and a five, maybe a five and four. Really? <laughs> Gosh, my memory's bad. Anyways. But we, it was just the normal tour thing. There's a backstop. Like, yeah, there's grandstands back there. I. Uh, you could pop it into the pool pretty, and you get a free drop. I hit a pretty, pretty abysmal approach shot anyways, oh. whatever it was. It was bad. But we get back there and... It's in kind of a little bit of a, it's not a good squirrely spot. lie. A little bit of a squirrely spot. And uh, did you ask me if I wanted to putt it? No, we had the putter out. We had putter and out. And then we said, then I looked at you and said, do you want to chip it? And you're like, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. And then <laughs> the rest is history. What happened <laughs> next, Toby? I believe you chipped it in. I did. Yeah, it was center cut. It was center cut. It was, mm. uh, the, I mean, I picked a blade of grass out, it felt like, and I flew around top of the blade of grass and I, just start your eyeballs, you know, hiding a little bit, and you start to just. It was. It looked like it was never going to miss, and it didn't. This was a fun little reaction, you know. Small grandstands out there. All my family was around. Yeah. Uh, just, just a fun way to finish, but you know, 
honestly, like that was a huge, huge, because that got me from a T30 something to a T24. I don't know how many points that breaks down to exactly, but it, you know, at the end of that the year, yeah, for, the for sure. Yeah. At that early in the year, that's, you know, two, one, two points can be the difference in a reshuffle uh, and, and getting a start and not getting a start that early in the year. And so um, that was massive. So uh, I ended up Mondaying in three weeks later to Louisiana. Didn't play great. I made the cut, didn't play great on the weekend. So then I reshuffled in after Savannah every four weeks. So that was the fifth event. I had to wait till after the eighth event to get in. And I shuffle in. We played Dallas, Huntsville, Nashville, Knoxville. I missed the cut in Dallas, Nashville, Huntsville, <laughs> Knoxville. So at that point, Olivia, how were you feeling you know, about you know all of this on the Corn Ferry? You kind of start to play, but then miss, 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 miss. What are you thinking at that point? Well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the quote on the graphic for this this podcast as well, comma, crap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to watch them go through that because it's I know it's defeating to them as a player and then as a wife, you still want to encourage them and not, you know, discourage them. Like, mm. dang, why'd you play bad or why so many bogeys? But um, so I was just trying to encourage and help him along the way but in the in those four stretches those four weeks we were apart for two of them and I actually found out I was pregnant during that time so to be honest golf didn't really care I didn't care what was going on um and he didn't know though for two weeks so I held it a secret until I could actually see him yeah um so all my emotions during that time was kind of a blur because I didn't even tell my family, but I was staying with my family. So it was like, it was a lot in that stretch, but. That's hard. Yeah. She, she shows up in Nashville on Mother's Day to tell me that she's pregnant. Yes. Right That's after I'm coming so off, good. I'm coming off a missed cut bender. And uh, I, like in that moment, I mean, that was, that was the happiest afternoon of my life, maybe, at this point. It yeah, was just... He got in the car afterwards, and he's like, screw golf. I don't care about golf. I'm going to be dad. <laughs> Heck, yeah. And, That's uh, awesome. So, we... Uh, so, it was a mixture of emotions. Yeah. And she's with me for the next week in Knoxville. I missed that cut by one. Like, standing in the middle of the fairway last hole, par five. I got five wood in my hand. If I get... Make birdie, I'm... Make the cut. And I know it. And I toe ball it over the green, chip it down, hit a great like a little six footer, and missed it, missed the cut. And so I was, so now we're gonna reshuffle again, and I'm planning to take the next week off. Kansas City's the next week, and I change my plans, and I end up going to Kansas City because it's close. I'm like, I go from being comfortably in to now I'm like borderline. I'm gonna get in, get in these rest of these events. And so I go to Kansas City, top 25 up there. Chicago the next week. Uh, I play really well, but just couldn't score very well for some reason. Uh, and I go to Raleigh the next week, top 25 up there. And then I go to Greenville the next week, and I'm like one back, middle of the back, middle of the front nine on mm -hmm. Sunday. Um, off to a really nice start and just had a weird stretch of holes there, late in the front nine. 
and ended up finishing like 12th there. But that was like, that week was huge. Like I look mm-hmm. back on that week and legitimately had a chance to win. Didn't get it done, but that was when I was like, I, I, I can play out here. Like there's no, there's no doubt in my mind now that I can win out here. Um, I guess I took the next week off and then I missed one cut. <laughs> Jace came in caddy for me again in May. Yeah, Jay, so from Jay, this, were you a one-hit wonder with caddy? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing in the beginning. Was both on the back. I'm like, well, Jace, maybe not anymore. But <laughs> oh my gosh! The problem is, I edit these podcasts, so I'm not going to edit that out. So. <laughs> well, it was great. So I I missed from the from Kansas City. You don't have to say in. this stat. I missed one cut coming in. I missed two cuts, two cuts. the rest of the season. Yeah. And it just happened that Jace was on the bag for both Golly, of those none cuts. None of these guys are going to want me caddy anymore. But Jace, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yeah, he he's is, taking he away is, my caddy opportunities. He it's fine. administers humility to <laughs> everyone when they need it. And so. Um, oh, that's funny. Anyways. That's yeah, what you got, was, Toby? <laughs> I'm just enjoying that back and forth. I mean, I miss being on that. Bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully an offer's coming again soon. But, you know. <laughs> I, I'll work you into the schedule. I mean, you know the deal. If we can put up the family with the four daughters, <laughs> we're good to go. Um, I can make it. That's easy. It's easy. <laughs> Real easy. Real easy. Ain't nothing but that. Very easy when it's in your hometown. So, yeah. I don't think there's any PGA Tour events right now down there. Bows Bar. There we go. Close. That's a commute. 50 minutes. Yeah, it's <laughs> a commute. <laughs> it's 50 minutes. It's not terrible. Uh, so... Anyway, this is a long-winded story, but here we are. Uh, last event of the year in Omaha. Just like I was in Canada, I was on the outside looking in. Had to have a good week to, to keep my card. And I've got the first-round lead. I've got the third-round lead, playing the final group. And didn't get it done again, but uh, learned. I, I like Those experiences are invaluable. Mm. Uh, I finished 10th that week to go from... 86, so 76 to 85 on the points list go to final stage. So if I miss the cut that week, I'm going to second stage of Q school. I make the cut, obviously. I finish 10th and go from 86 to like 68 on the points list. So now instead of coming home to Jacksonville after Omaha, I go to Boise which, I mean, they tweeted all about it and stuff, but you had flights booked for both. Yeah, I, I mean... You had Q school already paid for and... I had Q school already paid for. I mean... You're really confident in yourself. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I, you know, I had to lock in those cheap flight prices when I could. <laughs> no doubt. Um, and so I might as well just... I had uh, There were two options, and so I, I might, wanted to make sure I was covered on both bases, and uh, then I ended up going to Boise... And I've got a, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I think I got a two shot lead after the first day, a four shot lead after the second day, two shot lead going into the last day. Um, ended up bogeying the last to go into a playoff and I lose in the playoff. But, uh, well, sweet, what, what happened with that second place? Yeah, but the sweetest consolation prize to any loss in a playoff ever was, uh, I, secured a PJ tour card that week. Mathematically, I, yeah, I couldn't lose a, I, I had to, I was going to get a PJ tour card at the end of the, the playoffs. And, um, it was just, it was surreal. It was, it was truly surreal. And 
I think, you know, Olivia was with us. She flew out for the weekend in Omaha. After she flew out Saturday, and she was there Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so we, or you flew out Sunday. I flew out Sunday. You didn't know I was I, That's right. I saw you after, on, after I finished on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I was joking, like, my caddy and I were jokingly talking about, well, let's go get a PGA Tour card now. Like, we're playing as well as anyone in the field right now, for sure. Like, my game has been on this crescendo the entire year. And now it's, we're, like, <laughs> we're peaking. And why? Well, what, I, what I want people to realize is, as you're telling the story, we just shared the story of second stage last year when you're driving home. Olivia's crying. You don't know what to do. Should you keep playing golf? And this is less than a year. Yeah, that was final stage. Yeah, until this point. Yeah, and I and now I, you're thinking about a PGA Tour card. Correct. And, and a year and a half ago, you were winning on the Forum Tour. Correct. <laughs> yeah, like there was so there were so many hello world moments. Honestly, like when I yeah driving home from Q School, we were talking about how we didn't want to play golf anymore. <laughs> kind of. Uh, when I went to sign up for Q School in July, I called Olivia. I was like, "Hey, are you sure you're okay with me signing up for Q School? Um, like, do we?" want to do this again if if I don't keep my card um and then I get my card in Boise and I fly to Cincinnati and a year before not like basically a year almost exactly a year before we played a form tour event in Cincinnati and that's the like the equivalent of the Canadian tour it's two steps below the PJ tour and now I'm driving through Cincinnati with Jack my the same caddy that was one on form with me and Olivia and we're now have a PGA tour card. It's, it was, it was surreal. It was surreal. Yeah. It was incredibly, incredibly humbling. Yeah. Just those moments thinking back of, you know, you said your game was on a good trajectory. Um, you used the crescendo crescendo well used. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but just the conversations y'all had of what's next, this crazy uh, game of golf. You didn't know what was next when you were playing conditional corn fairy status. Now you've got a PGA Tour card. What were some of the conversations like as far as um, how to trust the Lord in that, of not knowing what's next, but then there's still the decisions of you don't know what's next. You, you're trusting the Lord in it. But you still got to send in that key school application. You still got to go play the tournaments. Give us a little window into a little husband and wife figuring that out along the way. It starts, it all starts with a really solid understanding of Jesus and who he is and what promises um, he has made to his children, I think. It starts there. And then from there, like, we have so many people in our church who have poured, you know, who have sat through us asking questions and just t talking through these different life scenarios who have poured into us. And then back and forth between us. Like, I encourage her <laughs> and she, in her doubts, and she encourages me in my doubts. Mm -hmm. Like golf is incredibly, incredibly uh, unpredictable, and I, a, a lot of life, a lot of life is unpredictable. But golf, like you just, 
for an, for a common nine to five job, like you know what you're gonna, you can you can kind of know what you know what you. Wow, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here it is. Good thing for a, like a common a common nine to five job, you kind of know what to expect. Okay, know what to expect. That's what I was going for. It's good that you play golf. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Golf every day feels different. Yeah, and. So, like, finding this balance uh, of of what you're doing and what you're working on and how you're playing and, and staying positive when the results aren't there, um, you know, so much of that just, like, feeds back to, I mean, like, I know that I don't identify as a golfer. Like, to the world, I'm, to the world, I'm a PGA Tour player. Uh, but to my wife, hopefully, I'm a husband. And to uh, this daughter on the way, hopefully, I'm dad. To um, my, you know, family. Hopefully, I'm brother or son, and and to my my uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. I, I want to be known as a faithful, like Christian man. I don't want to be known like the to to. I don't want to be identified as a golfer. I don't want to identify myself mm-hmm. as a golfer. And so, if so, yeah. if your identif- if your identity is not locked into your golf into your results then you can look at the progression of your game and just say, like, man, I just need to be faithful, like, here. I just need to continue to be faithful. Um, and know that the results are either going to come. Well, the results are going to come one way or the other. And if they're good, and if the Lord, you know, I hate to use the word blesses, but if the Lord looks kindly upon you and uh, you play good golf then you are fulfilling his good and perfect plan for you. And, and if you don't play good golf and if you go into work, you go get a nine to five job, which we, we've talked about, um, then you are also fulfilling his good and perfect plan for you in that regard. And I feel like we just had to preach that to ourselves over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, That's so good. And, the only reason that you guys can do that and that you do preach that to yourselves is because you know God's word. You know what it says about you. And we've talked about this numerous times. We talked about it with Sam. We talked about it with Scotty. And if our identity, if your identity is in playing on the PGA Tour, which a lot of guys, that's their ultimate goal. And if they get there, they think they're going to be satisfied. Well, you're there and your your title is PGA Tour player. And if at the end of this year you you, you lose your tour card, if that's how the year ends and you're no longer a PGA Tour player, then your identity is gone. But if your identity is in Christ, you're a son of God, you're a part of the family, and that's where your identity is, that can never be taken away. And that's why it's just it's so uh, scary and destructive if we put our identity into any of those things that can be taken away. Even just as a husband, as a father, if you don't make it to tomorrow, then you lose that identity. Or if your family members are gone and that's where your identity is, it's gone. So to have your hope, your identity in Christ, it can't be taken away ever. So no matter how the golf season goes, good, highs, lows, you're good. Yeah, uh, two things. I, I, there was a study done um, about Harvard kids or students at Harvard and how uh, it found that like 95 or 90% of kids who went to Harvard uh, 
went through a phase of depression at some point in their freshman and sophomore year. And what the conclusion of the, of the study showed was that all of these kids at their high schools were the smartest of the smart. And so they identified, like that was the identity they could cling to, was that I'm smarter than 99% of these other people here. And they go to Harvard, and all of a sudden, they're just one of a number. Everyone there is the smartest of everyone. And so they lost, all of a sudden, their identity was stripped away from them the minute they walked on campus. And that is such, that's the trap that all humans fall into if, if you're not um, identifying namely as, as a, a son and or daughter of uh, Christ. Um, and, I've always said to you too, yeah. like if you, I, I want the Lord to strip golf from you if you become like the purpose in it or like mm. you become so self-focused. I've, I've always prayed that he would strip the talent from you because you're out there to glorify him and not yourself. Mm. Yeah. So. That's so good. Sorry, you had a second thing. I did have a second thing and I don't remember what the second thing was. It's so her, hers is better. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. <laughs> well, I can say something on a testament too. Just like the year when, how it started, um, I know that I needed to cling to the word to be able to encourage him in that. And um, when I was reading Colossians 1 earlier in the year, it was Colossians 10 and 11. Um, and it says, To walk in a manner... Worthy of the Lord, pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in knowledge of God. This is what hit me. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Mm. Giving thanks to the Father. And so every day I always had that scripture pulled up on my phone, like all patience and endurance with joy. Because that's what I wanted to have. Because there was no point to go through the year just in anguish or grumbling and complaining like that's not going to do anything for our marriage for myself with the Lord but also for my husband to encourage him so that was my biggest thing was to just have joy yes he wasn't making cuts or yes he's still a conditional status I mean going into Omaha it's like okay Lord like this is all in you like whatever you want is going to happen right now he's either going to come back and go to second stage he's either going to keep going like whatever Whatever you have, like we fully surrender and trust you, and we'll have joy because our identity isn't in Christ or isn't in golf. It, it's in Christ, regardless. Um, so that's kind of where I was all year, just clinging to that scripture and having joy regardless of different circumstances that came our way, um, the unknowns of everything constantly. So. And for the college guys that are listening, I hope that they are just seeing and hearing what it's like to have a godly wife that supports, that prays, spends time in, spends time in God's word. Because a lot of the guys, a lot of you that are listening, I mean, all of us at some point in our life, we're like, what do we want in a wife? What are we looking for in the future? And Olivia, you're like, you're a testament of what God can do in somebody's individual life, in your life, but then also just two becoming one in marriage and strengthening, encouraging, and edifying each other. Um, it's been cool to see like firsthand, but then also for everybody listening to be able to kind of just get a glimpse into that. So, yeah, Thank you. 
Why don't you tell us more about how y'all met? Uh, what did dating look like? Just tell us some of those stories. <laughs> and then, I mean... In, right, why don't in, you tell us, Toby? <laughs> <laughs> but then following up on that, kind of give some, the listeners, whether it's a college girl, a college guy, anybody listening, like how, you know, maybe you could encourage them. And I... I, the second thing, I real quick, <laughs> it came to me. Uh, hey, this is your podcast. You yeah, okay. Know. Well, the second thing, real quick, um, we, you guys kind of, we were talking beforehand, you guys were talking about holding things open-handedly. And I've listened to, like, other guys talk about golf and how, you know, they would say, like, it it's never been anything but golf for them. Like they were, they were never going to do anything else. There was never a plan B, blah, 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 blah. And that was never me. Like I would all, I was making plan B, C, D, E, and F. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I had no idea because I know that, that, that if the Lord didn't want me to be a professional golfer, then he was going to walk me out of professional golf. Mm-hmm. And so who am I to say like, it's only ever going to be golf. And so, um, we did, I I did feel like we, we made it, at least I made a really conscious effort to like, to hold things really loosely and hold on to things really open-handedly in terms of my career. Um, because, uh, I wanted, like, I just, it was okay. It's like, it's okay to not know what's around the corner because someone knows and that's like, the Lord knows and that's all that really matters. Um, so anyways, that was number two, uh, talk so about good. our, That's really good. thank you for coming back to share that. Cause guys need to hear that. I'm serious. <laughs> well, just to kick off, are you about to share more about how y'all met? Yeah. Okay. So I remember <laughs> sitting at first watch with you <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was referring to and you explaining to me that you were going to a dance, a formal. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, well, where is this? Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm going to talk like a 36-year-old. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> a formal. There's going to be music at this dance. <laughs> and then you informed me it was at Clemson. And I was just, okay, all right. And was very confused about where this was going to go because, you know, you were not at Clemson. You were at UNF. So, I'm yeah, so how did y'all appreciative of Toby and just written? the way that he yes. <laughs> disciples and encourages. Because, you know, I, I could see the face. I didn't that verbalize that. I know. No, I, he could <laughs> see it in your face. <laughs> uh, it was a fantastic, it was a fantastic first date. Um, we, we had connect, we would both gone to Passion Christian Conference in Atlanta. How and, did we know each other before? Well, we went to high school together. We actually met, she played on the men's golf team in high school. Who hit it further at that point? She I did. did. I did. I, did. <laughs> she did. I knew that's I'll what admit you were it. avoiding. She did. <laughs> she did. She hit it farther than me. She was. She was a gymnast. You're welcome, and Tron. A competitive, <laughs> competitive cheerleader. She was an athlete, and I was. I, w- I thought I was an athlete, <laughs> but I was not compared to her. And so, yeah, we met in high school, and then we we had just like happened to reconnect at passion and this is like right at the new year and so we like keep texting a little bit and then she invites me to her semi-formal for uh so i'm a senior at clemson at this time and he's a sophomore 
Correct. At UNF. So we had had time apart, like, you know, for years. and Yeah. So. Yeah, thanks for setting that context. Um, and so we reconnected Passion. We've just been texting a little bit the next month or so, and she invites me to se- semi-formal for AD Pi. Like, it's a big deal. At Clemson, like, the South, they take pride in their formals, their semi-formals and whatnot. I got to go rent a tux. Well, first of all, I got to ask my coach if I can skip the official practice round for our first tournament of the spring season to go to formal with this girl that I haven't spent any significant time with since high school. (laughs) And for some reason, my coach said, yeah, that's fine. And so I are, we're starting at the Seabest at TPC, Sawgrass here in Jacksonville on Monday, formals on Saturday night. So I drive up on Saturday morning, or Friday night maybe. I drive up on Friday night after class, all day Saturday. Sunday morning, I'm driving home down I-26, and I'm just off in la-la land. I'm trying to get home for a, like a little bit of practice at TPC. And I missed the turn for 95. Driving down 26 to towards Charleston, I missed the turn for 95 because I'm just in a daze. I am living the dream. <laughs> and I literally did not realize it until I'm hitting the signs for Charleston. And so I added two and a half hours onto that trip. I get pulling the TPC that evening, like an hour before dusk, and get a little putting in. And uh, I don't have any idea how I played that week. But so that started things. So that was February of 2017. We get married December of 2018. So the formal went well. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> Y'all are here together today. She, and it was not because of my dance moves. By the way, I will be very forward with that. It was not because of my dance moves. It was my charming personality. Um, and uh, so we get married in December of 2018. I graduate college in May of 2019. Golly, little Toby Ragland Jr. I am, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he couldn't have been more excited when I said, Toby, I think I might get married in college. He goes... Finally, <laughs> somebody. I'll have someone else I can relate to. Just no reason to wait when you know, you know. No, I mean I, that was they were Toby take that, and Lindsay. Take that under advice, seek counsel, and then you will go. We'll go. Uh, a case by case. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean Toby and Lindsay. They they we really like we leaned on them a lot, and like, their encouragement was get young, like. Get, get, young. Young. get young. Get young. <laughs> get young if you can. The, the caption's going to be, well, crap, get young. <laughs> uh, I like that. That's got so a nice good sound bites. <laughs> Their advice was if, if you're, you know, if, if, there are, if there's nothing else like significant hindering this, get married young and grow together. Amen. And that's what we did. And I... And we're going to be married four years here in December, and I'm 26, turning 26 next month. And I feel, I, I mean, I wouldn't take back a moment of it. There's been so much difficulty, um, just immaturity, both of us growing through immaturity. Um, but when you are young and you're, you have a spirit of humility, um, you, it's amazing what the Lord can do through through two sinners who have come together um, in his, you know, marriage exists for for the, right? Marriage exists to make you holy. 
Yeah. And and it uh, it has it's done a great work in our hearts, and man, it's been so much fun. Yeah, and you said even when you do it with the spirit of humility, I think <laughs> when we when Leah and I started, we did it with both with a spirit of pride, and you immediately come upon the spirit of humility because the Lord uses each other to do that. Yeah. And when you do it the way that the Lord created. It just flourishes. It doesn't matter what it is. If you just walk it out the way that the Lord created it, it that's what's going to happen is you're going to grow and you're going to grow and you're going to grow. Yeah, it's a fine line. It's always teetering. You're, you get, you're, <laughs> you were doing well and humble and then you're getting prideful at how <laughs> humble you are. <laughs> the Lord comes and humbles you again and then it's just, it's a vicious cycle. Oh, that's good. That's good. Olivia, any, anything you want to put into that story that, you know, because as, as men, we just, uh, we, we fly 30,000 feet when yeah, there's not many details going on. So anything you want to share specifically from y'all's dating engagement? Little cliff notes. Um, yeah, so we, we did a distance for a year. I still had another semester in college. So we did distance for a year and saw each other like once a month. But it was honestly after like three or four months, we both were like, we kind of think we could spend the rest of our life together. Mm. You know, what are you... I initiated that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Um, so that was pretty crazy, but it was like we just felt like we, I respected him a lot and admired who he was and that he had a heart to grow for the Lord. And um, so that's kind of how it progressed. Some people would say quickly, but we kind of already knew each other too before, like mm-hmm. through high school. Um, and then we got engaged and I had just graduated and um, had also failed the NCLEX though. So if there's any nurses listening out there, if you fail the NCLEX, it's not the end of the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've done it and it's okay. Um, Cause as a nurse, you kind of think I just went to school for four years and then this just happened and he's in college and I don't have a job. Like how is this going to be a thing? Um, definitely doubts in our minds and our parents' minds, like what's going to happen um, and so it was kind of a crazy time, but praise the Lord, I passed and ended up getting a job in Jacksonville and it was great. So I guess it, I mean, it's hard also getting married young. Like it's not easy. You go through a lot of challenges. It's yeah, a good point. I skipped over that. Yeah. You just kind of went through the, but whether you're stuff. married or not, you're going through a lot of challenges <laughs> yes. at the time. So you might as I well mean, do it accurate. with your best friend. <laughs> Amen. Jace. Accurate. So. And I was also working night shift, too, and he was traveling a lot. So I was like, man, if we got married, we'd actually be able to see each other at some, you know, in, at least in passing because, you know, we weren't when we were engaged um, living separately. So, um, yeah, so it's been a crazy journey. I will say the first year was definitely the hardest, and it's gotten better mm. every year. It's gotten super sweet. Um, and like he said, you grow together. I mean, I feel like we are completely different people now in the Lord, but also in our marriage than, you praise, know, we were. Praise God. Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tim Keller said, uh, puts it this way. He says, over the course of your marriage, you're going to be married to five different people I mean, at the same person. So about every, you know, five to ten years, you're going to make a shift and be a completely different person, which is what you want. Yeah. Because if it's I was cool. the same person I was year one, ooh, sorry, Leah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. cool to watch. And so when you get married young, you get to watch that trend like formation yeah. and transformation, um, which has been sweet. And tell us about expecting. Yes, we are expecting baby girl in 
January, January 2nd. Um, hopefully she comes a little sooner, but we'll see because he's got a tournament possibly in early January. Yikes. So, um, so yeah, we're excited. Is that tournament we, close or? It's oh, probably yeah. in Florida, right? In like Hawaii or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's just like only a, a third of the way around the world. <laughs> Yeah, it was well, Welcome to even tougher decisions. I know. <laughs> I was I, uh, looking at flights the other day, and I was just like laughing as January 8th was the, is the date that I would probably fly out. I was like, what are you doing? Like, Holy <laughs> smokes. How is this going to work? I don't know. He's like, it's just know. in case. It's just in case. I'm like, okay. We tried to plan to have it in that window that every golfer tries to do all major life events in, somewhere between, you know, uh, middle of November and Christmas time. <laughs> Um, I was told last week it's Players Week for all those wife golfers or people out there get pregnant during Players Week, and then that's the perfect time uh, to have the baby. True. Uh, mm-hmm. There you go. Well, we will go. be at home. <laughs> 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 all right, Toby, you want to wrap us up with some rapid fire questions? <laughs> just learned a lot right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned a lot. All that's in cool. all, we're very excited. That's so. awesome. We're super excited. I can't yeah. wait to can't wait to be a girl dad. Yeah. Yes. Toby, yep. tell me about that. Oh, so I've got four daughters. <laughs> nine, seven, four, and two. Sorry, four and a half. She won't let you forget. Samantha will yep. remind me. But I remember changing Valen's diaper when you called me and I had you on speaker. And I just said, Phil, I can't wait till you have to do this stuff. <laughs> and you're like, well, maybe like January. And I, we were so happy for you. My, <laughs> I was so yelling good. congratulations, and my daughters were like, what are you yelling about? Um, Honestly, Phil and Olivia that. were probably my favorite like birth announcement I've ever received, just because Phil is so nonchalant. Just like, yeah, we're having a, we're having a kid January. Yeah. And then you we called us after we had just heard her heartbeat for the first time. Yeah. We were in and then Phil just was bubbled up with excellent. excitement. Oh, we're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Leah and I are in the car together, thankfully. And Leah's like, wait, did, did he just say that they're pregnant? And yeah, so then, we're pregnant. Yeah, we're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just heard the heartbeat. It's unbelievable. We're like, man, that's great. How many people have you told? Oh, we just left the appointment. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) We're honored. Thank you. (laughs) But honestly, it's so exciting. Uh, And if you think that you've grown as a married couple, just wait till you have your baby. Just wait. (laughs) Well, crap. (laughs) What was the second one? Get young. Get young. Just wait. That's going to be the (laughs) caption. Hopefully, uh, your baby girl will sleep like Willow. No, I'll just sleep. Um. Great. <laughs> Toby just turned around from the microphone to say that. So it sounded like this. We got- <laughs> <laughs> if y'all didn't catch that, you didn't hear me. <laughs> All right. We are coming up on 52 minutes. So we're going to go five minute rapid fire. fire. Yeah. Hopefully less than five. Generally we say rapid fire and then we go for it's about 15 more. Fire. So yep. this time we're going rapid fire. You got a time, time limit here? Speaking to the microphone. Phil. You, you got a time limit here? How about Olivia? You pick which one we start with. Because you know the rapid-fire questions. You pick anyone. Your top foursome, right? Oh, you that's a good yeah. one. That's Yeah, mm-hmm. love that. Top foursome, and then to go ahead and slip in where you're playing together. Any golf course. In the world. Um, I think 
I choose my dad, my two brothers, and I'm going to add my granddad. It's going to be a fivesome. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, my uh, granddad, uh, my dad taught me the game. My granddad uh, was a good golfer as well, but he has just some of my fondest memories with him on the golf course. Um, and then my two brothers, and I think we would play Highlands Country Club in Highlands, North Carolina. Grew up spending summers up there. My grandparents had a summer place there. And that just, it it's incredibly nostalgic to go back mm. there. It's, it's one of my favorite places on the planet. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, favorite meal of the day? Breakfast. All right, what's your order, like, first watch? What are you ordering? You can eat whatever you want. What's the, what are the specials? (laughs) 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 It's October, so something pumpkin. Something pumpkin? Yeah. (laughs) Pumpkin pancakes. They do make make a nice pumpkin pancake there. Mm. If if pumpkin pancakes were on the menu, I would get the pumpkin pancakes. Um, French toast, a well-done, like a, a, a properly cooked French toast is incredible. I mean, that is right up my alley. Throw a couple of scrambled you, eggs in there and some cr- crispy bacon. You and Leah would have a, just a great conversation. She just can't get over talking about proper French toast. No, like, it's, it's proper. It's a, it's a thing. Oh, I so know. like, you have Cracker Barrel French toast, which yeah. is, it's just, like, standard, and it's good. Like, it's pretty, pretty, pretty dependable. But then you get, like, you get some restaurants that try to go fancy, and they just ruin it. Yeah. It's just too dry or not the right bread. Like, it's, it's, it's important. So anyway, anyways, next question. I'm going to keep it on food. And I thought about asking Olivia this, but I'm going to have you answer this. Great. Favorite cravings Olivia's had during this pregnancy. Oh, uh, she craved canned mandarin oranges. I've Mm. never seen her eat mandarin oranges in my life. Then she ordered canned. canned, (laughs) She wanted canned mandarin oranges. I brought home plastic ones. Didn't touch them. (laughs) <laughs> Had to have the canned mandarin oranges. That's so good. So that was that may be a sign. Mandarin isn't that like a location you've thought about? Like, it is moving to. It is here yeah. in Jackson. Yeah, there, I don't think it's a sign, but maybe it is. <laughs> it is if you wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll throw out one that I remember. We didn't really. Right, this is the last one. one. This is the last one. You got to start a new career Monday. Can't be a golfer. Can't be a CGF staffer. What's the career? Oh, panic. Rapid fire. Uh, I probably would. Oh, my gosh. I, I think I was. My plan was to from go. From the guy with A, B, C, and my, D. Well, plans. my plan was to go work with a friend from church if I quit golf. He's uh, worked in financial planning. I was My plan genuinely was to go work with him. Um, and if if uh, not that, I, I would. I, I think also my plans was maybe be a college coach. College coach. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Phil, Olivia, Harper, what a blast it was. Thank you guys so much for coming on, for sharing so much. I know it encouraged me. I know it's going to encourage the listeners. Toby, you're the man. Um, also, to, to wrap it up, I'm glad that Toby's so smart because, Phil, when we were in Maine, we didn't make the cut. But we, what we did do is we got you set up with Primo joggers. And Phil has been wearing these Primos. My brother is sponsored by them. They are great dudes. And this is our first, like, sponsored segment. Um, yeah, <laughs> sponsored. Thank you so much, Phil. Uh, Phil and Toby for uh, allowing us to do this. But Maddie at Primo sent us a discount code for joggers. So if any guys that are listen, listening would like some Primo joggers, just type in CGF15 
on the promo code when you're buying Prima joggers and you get 15% off. Phil, how good are these joggers? I cannot speak highly enough of them. I mean, he's literally obsessed. I, I, <laughs> oh, that's all he wears. I wear them on the plane. I wear them around town. I wear them out to dinner when I'm on the road. I wear them on the golf course, clearly. And they're they're the most comfortable pair of pants and shorts that I have ever worn. And it's so funny, though, because every single guy who wears them says the same exact thing. So if that's what everybody's saying, then I probably listen to it. And I, I full sail, I made fun of Blaine hand over fist <laughs> for wearing the jogger. I mean, all the time I made fun of Blaine for wearing them. And then I put them on for the first time, and I, like, my heart, the Lord changed my heart in, in that <laughs> instant. <laughs> so if you're listening and you would like some Primo joggers, just Google them, Primo joggers, and... Uh, you get 15% off if you do CGF 15. Well, Knowles, y'all, you guys are great. Uh, today was great. And look forward to everybody listening to this podcast. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Golf Life Faith podcast. Whether you're a college golfer, a coach, or you just love golf, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at collegegolffellowship.com. Also, check us out on Instagram at College Golf Fellowship and on Twitter at CGF Tweet. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for the next episode next month. Cheers.